Welcome to WrestleWolf. This, I'm Dr. Damien Gibson. This is AEW Weekly, your AEW Weekly podcast, as the title would suggest. This is literally the worst intro I've ever done. Uh, joining me, as always, and hopefully saving me from myself, is a man who only deals in kayfabe. Uh, it's Matthew Kayfabe. Uh, y- yep. Um I'm uh, also. Uh, it's glad. I'm glad to be here um, to to talk on, on the, the the internet. The internet wireless. I don't know if recording early in the morning is our strong suit, man. <laughs> <laughs> we both look good. Like it looks like yeah, we're like up and about. And but uh, as soon as the microphones came on, it was just. Um. We got to get into it because we both got uh, parents to meet, and um, which because it's the kind of cool guys that we are. What's well, our mum and dad are our best friends, respectively. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we've also got a lot to get through. Um, we 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 like we're starting on. I don't know what you probably know about this a bit more than I do. I actually had real difficulty trying to work out what the deal with impact is because i've never watched it i was like i signed up for the impact thing on fight Mm. but then i couldn't get the impact show on fight for some reason i had to go through their individual app but then once i was in their app there were like two shows there was like impact explosion and impact so explosion is like their superstars and i think the fight thing um I think if you were to go into fight now, this is this is absolutely not a conversation for this podcast. But if Why you were not? to go into fight now, you, it would work. So when I initially signed up, it took about twenty four hours to like it. Like it said, like oh, you've got your thing. You can look at the pay per views, whatever else. Right. But impact for some reason, it took about twenty four hours to activate and be usable. Okay. Well, if you're having problems with the fight app, there you go. That's because <laughs> I was uh, tweet anyway. or write to us. Uh, no, no, I'm just saying, like, if I'm having that problem, maybe other people are having the problem anyway. Anyway, so uh, I don't know if we need to really, you know, go through Impact in, in too much detail besides the Kenny Omega uh, stuff. This is the first well, time I've... I, I, I went back and watched um, the last... So I, I've now watched three episodes of Impact. This was my third um, just to sort of get a feel for what was going on. Mm. And it is a really strange show in many ways. Like, they're not bothering with audience at all, which which is exceptionally difficult wrestling-wise. Yeah. Um, they've got a series of sort of the, the sort of, I guess, third or fourth level level WWE rejects. Like your, your Brian Myers and people mm. like that, that, you know, really did not make at impact in WWE or anywhere else. And then sort of Eric Young, who I guess is a bit of a legacy homegrown talent for them. Yeah. But sort of fa- has failed to really be anything anywhere else. Um, and then like they sort of do like Tommy Dreamer, people like that. And they do these very Tommy. bizarre. Tommy. <laughs> they do these very bizarre comedy bits that can be they sort of oscillate between being really, really funny and, like, cringe TV. Mm. But, you know, um, I I like that. 
I really I like I prefer like I prefer people to try and fail than to just you know go down the WWF route of like okay well this seems to have got some positive social media um mm. critique so we'll just keep doing that until fucking you know June next year like oh you guys like Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre well good cuz you're getting 3 years of that now, <laughs> you know um I, I yeah, like it's definitely different yeah, yeah, but I did. I didn't mind it. I think I described it. You, I might offend some people saying this, but I think I described it to you during the week. Of like, it feels like the guy when you go to a wrestling show and there's guys who are wearing like Ed Hardy t-shirts and like really into <laughs> uh, UFC. It Impact feels like the show that those guys love, <laughs> which feels like I'm insulting it. It's I'm not. It's just a different type of wrestling. I think it's also worth noting. So they've they've got a pay per view, and if you do get Impact Plus, which you probably should, like don't just you know su- support these people who are trying to do something interesting, and you know we're going to mm. see Kenny Omega on their TV quite a bit. Um, th- that you get the pay per views for free with Impact Plus, which is pretty cool. But um, oh really? They've they've oh, that's got good. two African American people at the in the main event for the world title. Mm. Um, like that's cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I noticed that. Particularly with how America is looking at the moment, and it's and then you know, and the other contenders are also African American people. Like they, they've got real storylines for people that sometimes don't get real storylines. Yeah. Um. If we had, uh, well, I'm going to have all the time in the world in a week's time, but Matthew won't. Um. <laughs> Uh, if we had, if we were doing this full time, we could probably squeeze in an impact show as well, but we just don't have time. We'll talk about it on here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think we like each other enough for a fifth show. <laughs> we were talking about doing another podcast last night about music, so uh, I don't think that's true, man. We're gonna end up with <laughs> we're gonna end up with fourteen podcasts on this channel. <laughs> I just want a high concept music podcast a friend of mine came up with an idea once that i'm sure he'd be more than happy with with stealing which which was the idea of you have like you pick billy joel mm-hmm. um a wrestle wolf favorite of course you and, do. <laughs> and then you essentially have a music song draft where you pick five to ten songs uh can you know someone gets the first pick then the next pick goes to the person oh. and whoever has the best ten songs as as decided by the the host slash arbitra- arbitrator arbitrator yeah ar- um, arbitrator yeah. arbiter arbiter anyway. no now arbiter. you're making me second guess myself <laughs> the judge fellow arbiter um, no arbitrator arbiter. No, arbitrator arbitration this um, anyway, is not we're... good podcasting <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you know whoever you are the you are the song king um, you know it's a high concept thing like that where we can complain about I really know, like this Prince or Billy Joel or whatever but we'll we'll, we'll get back to you audience on this mm. one we this did is- like as a hint we did spend or I spent a part of my Friday night uh working out a single uh melancholy and the infinite sadness album so cutting a double album down to a single album like the and it's the most fun I had great. all week Matthew I gotta thank you for that I was genuinely in fucking heaven, sitting there listening to each song. Like, mm, what that guy? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Cupid Delock. Yeah, you're out. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, my one and only. Lily. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, that was that was first cut. Actually, Lily, you yeah. are out of here. 
I think I think maybe the song I hate most on that album is Beautiful. But um it's it's just because I just think it's like such an unpleasant harmony of Darcy and Billy singing together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, there's something about that because that album was like you know, like I, the way I hear my dad talk about Led Zeppelin records, like certain Zeppelin mm. records and and uh, Beatles records and Stones records, where it was just like it was just on like for a whole summer. Like that mm. melancholy was that for us and our friendship group. Yes, I don't like if I'm listening to it. There aren't any songs that I hate because it'll like it'll just bring back memories of certain. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, that's where I uh, uh, this reminds me when I kissed Lauren Swanson at the McDonald's employee ball. <laughs> I should probably to fuck bleep. you owed to no one yeah um. <laughs> i should probably beep that bleep that name out of the podcast anyway <laughs> um wrestling kenny omega was the story of impact uh I, anyway just to wrap that up impact is good and you should watch it um great it's weird but in a good way hmm. um yeah, it's like when a friend introduces to one of their friends, and at first you're like, "Man, I don't know about you," but then by the end of the night, you're like, "No, you're a good, you're, you're a good person. I like you. Yeah, we can hang you're out. A- I don't know if you're going to be my best friend, but you're definitely part of the group. Mm. I'm willing to pay you fourteen ninety nine a month to, <laughs> to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, the throughout the night, they're hyping uh, the Kenny ap- appearing on Impact thing up really well. Josh Matthews is good. I always like Josh Ma- Josh Matthews, uh, Josh Matthews, and I think like watching him again on this, it's like he's really good at his job. I like him. He gives me the like ECW vibes. Like I feel like he would be. He's really good at the level of impact, but he would like I wouldn't want to see him really on AEW or WWE. Why? Um, I don't know. There's just something that's so unpolished and so backyard about him that's really charming on a backyard kind of show that's maybe not so charming. Like, you know, he doesn't have his shirt tucked in. He's sort of like, he, he looks like Dude, a real fan. Tony, Tony Schiavone is dressed like my grandma at the moment. Oh, we're gonna, we are going to talk about that, believe me. <laughs> I am. I have some views and about as, that. As far as professionalism goes, I mean, this whole podcast essentially has been an excuse uh, so I can bitch about JR's commentary. I'm wearing a tux, so right now. To do <laughs> you this are, podcast, but I mean, you're I part of the kayfabe family and, you know, I mean, that's just kind of how you guys roll. I'm cruel Matt kayfabe. I'm wearing uh, just overalls and a straw hat because I'm a farmer yes. today. That's a... <laughs> the farmers are good guys, as we know from uh, rock and roll wrestling. It's <laughs> true. Now, if you could put that two by four down and get to the Kenny Omega segment. Should we yeah. actually say, before we get to the Kenny Omega segment, they sort of tease a... Rich Swan, the Impact Champion, who is sick and has the sickest entrance music going. He is, like, it is proper, like, Miami Vice. Like, Ricky Starks should have the exact same entrance, basically. Um, He goes to go out to the car park where Kenny Omega and Don Callis are in a bus and they're like, nah, mate, you can't come out. No. So that's a little little tease for champion a champ only. the champ. Like, I am... I am the champion. <laughs> the champ doesn't have you on his list. It's, uh, uh, it's yeah, it's good shit. I also um, just wanted to point uh, point out the um, the old school like mid south wrestling 
<laughs> Tony Khan oh. and Tony Schiavone paid for spot uh, where uh, Tony <laughs> Khan, one, looks like he is the fifth member of Vampire Weekend. Two, uh, Tony Schiavone is really good in this. Like, the indignation yeah. that he has on his face and in his tone is great. But the passive aggressiveness coming from Tony Khan in this promo. Like, Tony Khan cut a promo and it was good. You know what he uh, <laughs> he comes off like in this? He comes off a bit like uh, Mark Zuckerberg about a quarter of the way into the social network. Like, he's just like a real rich asshole who's like, yeah, you know, I, I could, of course, you know, put an injunction on Kenny Omega, but I'm totally fine. In fact, I'm here paying for this spot to support Impact even more because I'm happy with Kenny Omega doing this. Like, he's just like, he, he really is like, you're waiting for someone to be like, you know, Tony, you know, your issue is that it's it's not that you're, you're an asshole, it's that you think you're an asshole. Um <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch Social Network now. Anyway, I'm off. I I'm going to watch it. Social Network. Bye, guys. Uh, see ya. Uh, anyway, guys, it was it was an awesome promo. Go and watch Tony Khan cut a promo with Tony Schiavone on Impact. It's <laughs> it's, it's actually better than better than the Kenny Omega Don Callis segment, which was very good. But like I enjoy, like when I saw this, I'm like I'm so in for whatever the fuck's going on at the moment. Yeah, which we still. Yeah, anyway, we'll get to that. So, Kenny and uh, Don Callis. Don Callis does some great managerial promo mm. work here. Uh, like, he... I don't really... I, I haven't had much to do with Don Callis until this scenario. I really like him. Like he, Well, when we get six years into ECW, you're going you're gonna to see a fair bit of him. Right, okay. <laughs> well, I never watched any ECW or TNA or, um, you know... I've, I think I have watched New Japan stuff where he's been commentating, but, you know, yeah. I mean, that's... You don't really pay that much attention to a commentator going, oh, I wonder if he's going to be, like, the most pivotal man in American <laughs> wrestling in a couple of years' time. Um, yeah, so he was great. Kenny Omega was, is so much better as a heel than he is as a face. Um, and but this they don't... heel as well. Sorry, and this heel, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but they don't really... They don't re- I mean, essentially, they just say this was years in in the planning, and um, that's it, really. Like, yeah, I mean, well, I, lo- I, I mean, love Kenny- this promo, but it didn't really push anything along. They're just like, you know, it's, we'll be on dynamite, um, and we'll explain what our plans are moving forward. I was like, oh, well, okay. I think the the two things that I really noticed, and this was this was not a com- like the dynamite promo was actually quite sim was a more condensed version of this really, but they uh they first of all said a bit about how AEW essentially was started by Kenny versus Chris in uh, New that's Japan, right. yeah, yeah. and I think that reference to New Japan is hopefully potentially you know an important part of what story they're trying to get to and the fact that New Japan may be involved and um. I think the the other element of it was him obviously talking about how he has an interest in collecting other titles. Now he's got the big title. Now he might come and be Impact That's World true. Champion as well. That's true. He might, he he's already that, yeah. AAA Champion. Um, this idea that he could be going around the world collecting titles like a prick Ultimo Dragon is <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah. I yeah. I suppose I I missed the the point of that. That is a pretty big. That is a pretty big storyline, and I've completely missed that. But anyway, <laughs> you're just um, too busy looking at Josh Matthews, being like, "God, I'd love to see him on the 
in the big leagues. God, he's just so good. Look at the way he's sitting there saying nothing, not reacting. <laughs> Perfect. Are you taking notes, JR? You just shut the fuck up and let the person cut the promo. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I had to get my little JR rib in there. Just got to get uh, Danhausen, yeah. Warhorse, Daniel Bryan, Sam Punk mentioned by the end of the episode. And we've ticked everything off. Oh, I just did it. <laughs> who, who, who shot on JR is our first T-shirt. Yeah, that's um, true. It's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so essentially, they're saying that they're going to head to Jacksonville and that the they will continue this on AW Dynamite, uh, which leads us to Dynamite. It it's I was so excited. What like I I essentially watched both of these episodes back to back. Like I watched the end of Impact again and then went straight into Dynamite. And the fact that that's even happening is so cool. I love I love all of this, even if it's just one storyline. Mm. Um. It's I, I can't I cannot reiterate enough how much I'm enjoying the cross brand promotion stuff. It's so cool, and I like I haven't looked at um and in, in fact I might at the end of the show we'll talk ratings and I'll look them up while we're talking for impact. They, and, they were oh for impact I haven't looked but for AEW they were very good. Yeah. Well, let's talk about them at the end of the show. Yeah, uh, the first match we had was the Young Bucks versus Hybrid Two. I love this match was a little disappointed with the booking at the end um, with the Young Bucks winning. But, yeah, what did you think of this one? Oh, I thought, look, I thought it was, um, I thought it was good. Like, I thought it was a bit of a, like, it was a spot fest. Um, you know, there was not a whole lot of selling. There was a whole lot of, like, you know, moving to the next move and all that kind of stuff. But if you've got the Young Bucks versus Hybrid 2, all you want, you don't want to see selling. You just want to see them flipping and doing shit where you're like, "How does a human do that?" Yeah, I couldn't be a wrestler. Yeah, like that I, kind of stuff. The uh, critique of it hasn't been super great, but I thought it was a really great match. I just, I don't really understand why you would. I mean, I suppose they could say like, "Oh, well, we gave TH2 a push by giving them this shot against the Young Bucks," mm. but this match was, uh, if TH2 won. They got a title shot in the future, and mm. that was like specified by Tony and Jr. quite a bit. So I was like, "Oh well, they're definitely going to give TH2 the win, right? Because then they can just pop them in a title match whenever they need to." And but then they, they can do that anyway. I like I I quite like I like setting a stipulation like that where you're like, "Okay, I know the end to this match," because I thought the same thing. And then when they, I like that they sometimes do a little swerve on that. Mm. It's a real AEW thing. Yeah, it is, um, and it annoys me. It happens every- <laughs> like as a as a fan, it annoys me because I want th I wanted th two to win. Um, and then we've also got like we got the uh, who are the other guys that were in the the acclaim? Yeah, the acclaim. Who are new guys? Are they where are they from? Are they just like indie um, I've, guys? I've never heard. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Um, apologies. People seem to be quite excited about. Them being on AEW, but I don't know anything about them, so I'm just like, oh, we'll see. Um, next up, we had a this was a bit of a swerve like Cody and Arn came to the ring, yes. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, Cody was, yeah, Cody Rhodes is on this promotion as well. <laughs> I'd completely mm. forgotten about Cody. Uh, and um, they go out to the ring, and Sting appears and comes out. 
Uh, yes. The... Can I just say, having snow in his entrance is really cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's imagery that is 100% stolen from Game of Thrones. <laughs> but it's... Who cares? I mean, yeah. st- it is it is the crow meets Game of Thrones. So, like, it's like Sting is not no. the yeah. icon of, a, of non-stolen. It wasn't like, wow, Sting was such an original until... No. No, no, that's not. No, that's what I was going to say. It's like it's good that there's a new uh, branch of, mm. <laughs> of, of, of 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 intellectual property theft yeah, for Sting exa- to exactly, engage in. Exactly. Um, this promo, uh, Arn Anderson sort of gives the ring over to Sting, which is a big sign of respect, especially like in Japanese and Mexican wrestling. Uh, yeah. It doesn't happen a lot in American wrestling, so it was kind of cool that Arn did that. Um, then Skiavone goes to do the same thing. Like he, the, all week it's been, you know, built up that Tony's going to interview Sting. And then Tony just turns into like this cute little dude who's like, oh, I couldn't possibly interview Mr. Sting here. Here's the, here's the microphone. Bye. <laughs> and uh, Sting's like, what the fuck? Where are you going? Get back here. And then gives him a hug. And uh, Tony's like, Literally fanboying out, which is so cute. Uh, and then Sting's like, can you do a, it's Sting! And he does a, it's Sting! Um, and this is all I, very nice. Uh, and this then- is this is the opposite of my fantasy book, like the exact opposite of my fantasy booking from last week. But that said, I uh, I loved this so much. Like, What Sting was your fantasy I've- booking from last week? That Sting doesn't talk, that you oh, don't right. know why he's here, that it's a mystery. This was interesting. You know, yeah. like, you know, I forgot that Sting could do promos in the non-like WWE Sting way. This was interesting. I really liked it. Yeah, he's uh, he's good. I mean, he's been doing it since the, you know, late 80s, and it showed. Like, mm. um, Cody kind of cut off all the niceties to get the promo back on track, and uh, Sting... Talks about how uh, being in AEW feels very familiar and then points out Darby Allen, who's hanging out in the rafters, mm. like, I don't know, Sting. And uh, <laughs> very, very familiar. Uh, and, um, but Cody felt a bit rushed in this promo. He's probably nervous, like, it's very well documented mm. that Sting's his hero and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And there was a moment where I thought, oh, Sting's forgotten because he paused for a really long time, but I watched this twice because I'm a loser mm. with no life. Um, and he, like, he did it on purpose. Like, it was a dramatic pause to, like, give gravitas of, to what he was going to say next, which was, I'm yeah. not here for you, Cody. <laughs> I'm, um, you know. Uh, what I quite liked about this was, this Sting's not a face. In a in a the sense that like Sting could be a uh, you know just a pure baby face like Sting being a little bit condescending to Cody and like you know I'm not here for you you know see you around kid hmm. that kind of stuff like this is not a straight down the line good guy Sting from 1995 no uh, like this is this is a bit more world weary sort of like you know I'm not very interested in these you know this particular young fellow like you know. It's an interesting sting. It's a different sting. Yeah, yeah. I'm really digging it. I, I assume <clears throat> if something is going to happen with Sting, it's with Darby Allen, right? 
Yeah, well, I imagine there's obviously going to be at some point a Sting Cody thing, but I think we're they're they're going to slow burn that one, which is you know Cody Rhodes's personal speciality is slow burning yeah. a rivalry. Um, but obviously, like there's there's some whether Sting wants to fight Derby, whether Sting wants to manage Derby, whether Sting wants to tag with Derby, whether Sting ends up doing all three of those things, um, is going to be very interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, next up, we had FTR versus the Varsity Blondes. Uh, I was very excited to see Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, get some time on Dynamite. Uh, the match was pretty good. They they gave the Varsity Blondes a bit of um, bit of time. I didn't even think of the link between Varsity Blondes and the Hollywood Blondes. Yeah, I love that. I love that they said it. I love that they said it. Like I love that they just spelled that out. Um, I thought like I thought this was really fun. Like. Brian, Pil- like the, the, I think the Varsity Blondes could be a really good team. Um, you know, like they're not there yet, and it might be a couple of years, but they're a lot of fun, and I hope to see more of them. Yeah, I think they're twenty-two and twenty, respectively. So, like, that's oh, yeah. they're. I mean, there's a lot of babies in AEW, but mm. that's r- really young. Uh, so yes, um, yeah. I mean, they were never going to be FTR, so. <clears throat> uh, even though I was slightly disappointed when FTR won because I wanted Brian Pillman Jr. to win. But <laughs> uh, then they cut a promo, uh, FTR that is, cut a promo afterwards, reintroducing the sort of three horsemen sign that they've been doing uh, for a bit. Remember Certainly Horseman one Watch? name for we, it. We compl- <laughs> All the shocker. Uh, remember Horseman Watch? We've completely forgotten about that. Yeah, I think we... I think. Um... We might be off the. Although they just they just released a t shirt that's like fear the revelation or something, and it is actually the four horsemen t shirt just done in their style. Yeah, it, there's no way that they're not going to do a four horsemen thing of some description. Um, but anyway, I'm sure that'll we'll come back to that at some point. Oh man, Dustin Rhodes versus Ten. Uh, okay, this is the brunt of the podcast. This is where we really delve into this one. <laughs> uh, this, this is why w- we're here. This whole thing happened so um, Evil Uno could uh, reference Seven, right? Yes, which was great. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> I liked that. it, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was very funny. And, like, I don't give a fuck if... I'm, I'm like, Evil Uno does not interest me at all, although I did actually quite like his promo here. Hmm. But, um... The, uh, 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 yeah, I, I don't need to see a big protracted Dustin Rhodes. If this leads to Dustin Rhodes painting his face fully white and wearing the big black jacket and then, like, you know, belting them and being like, oh, I didn't like Seven the first time. That was the whole point. Um, like, that's cool. I'm, t- I'm so into that happening. Um, if, if it is, if, it, if it's a protracted storyline where, you know, maybe Dustin Rhodes is going to leave the Nightmare family to join the Dark Order. I do not care. No, God, I couldn't. I couldn't think of a storyline I care less about than than that. Unless Seven is involved, but I don't <laughs> see that happening. Uh, we had the Inner Circle's Ultimatum next. Uh, this is kind of just more of the same uh, from the Inner Circle. I kind of feel like they've been a bit. Uh, I don't know, treading water a little bit. Yeah, well, I think they're they've gone from being the one of the most exciting things on the show to sort of 
a bit dull. Yeah, but it's, it's a, only been a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, it it will build. It's obviously building up to something uh, between Sammy and MJF, or Chris and MJF, or whether the inner circle splits in half, which I feel like that's probably the most likely thing. But it, it feels like because there's so many of them now, and they've all kind of got to get their line or their spot or whatever, that it cancels. Mm. Any like charisma thought, out that anyone has? I think uh, when the best part of an inner circle multi-promo is Jake Hager and Wardlow, yeah. that says a lot about where we're at. Like, yeah. I think Jericho's probably ready for a face turn, and if it becomes Max takes over the inner circle and they all beat down Jericho, and then there's a Jericho-MJF, you know, three-month feud, I think... Everyone would like love that. Yeah. Face Jericho against MJF as he is would be fantastic. Yeah, and look, you know, it's not, it's not anything to be ashamed of, Jake Hager, that you can't keep your eyes off Wardlow. You know, <laughs> he's a good looking man, Mister Mayhem. He's a good looking dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm uh, waiting for someone to call themselves like Mister Dynamite or some Mister Wednesday Night. <laughs> like we haven't got that kind of stuff yet. Like you know, Johnny Dynamite. Wednesday it's Night coming. Messiah. Oh, no, please don't do that. That would be boring. But um, but it's there's definitely the a Mr. Wednesday. Good. Like, they're going to get RVD in or something, and he'll do like a <laughs> no, little... come on. He will. Yeah, not RVD. No, RVD's great. I feel like RVD is the sign that your promotion's about to die when he joins. That's such a terrible thing to say, and... <laughs> I don't want to understate how terrible that is to say, um, I hope you get hit by a truck. Hey, so I can't. I, I'm just a truth teller, man. No, you're just a hater. You're just a horrible hater. I love RVD, but it's just like, I don't know. There's just something about RVD these days. It just feels like, I think it's because I saw him on Channel 31 on an Australian promotion and it's just tainted his opinion, my opinion of him. Uh, next you, up we had- You are a true hater. Yeah, no, I hate everyone. Uh, Lucha Brothers and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston and the Furious Five. Uh, did, I, uh, did I enjoy this? I don't know if I enjoyed it. What did you think of it? I don't know. I don't know what my opinion is of this. Uh, it, yeah, I don't know if it was because um, the the uh, it was a pretty cold lead-in with the Inner Circle stuff. Um, but also, I don't always need to see uh i don't need to see eddie kingston wrestle as much as he's wrestling like i want it to sort of be a special thing when he wrestles Mm. um and then i just want to see him on the mic talking shit like i love like obviously i love park and the you know uh lucha brothers and the butcher and the blade more than any of them Mm. but yeah like uh, I think this could have been better as a as a two on two. Yeah, um, just fun, you know, tag match. We got to see a little bit more from Lance Archer as far as in ring ability is concerned. For but... some reason, I said Park, but I I don't know why. Like, where's Pack? Yeah, I don't know. I was it literally was thinking it was the a same big thing. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally thinking the same thing. So I would much prefer to watch Pack in this. Than, than Lance Archer, but anyway, um, we've had some real hot takes here today. It's like Sting good at promos, 
rather watch Pack than Lance Archer wrestle. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is what they're offering up to us. I mean, what are, what are we meant to? What are we meant to say? I mean, it's like sometimes you can only say the obvious thing because it's the only thing to say. Um, That's true. Someone who's not obvious is Abaddon. Uh, she had a match versus Tasha Price, which was just essentially a beatdown. Yeah, this is this was not a match. This was a this was a mugging. Yeah. Um, and then Sheeta came out with her kendo stick and was a little bit afraid of Abaddon. Beat her a little bit with the stick, and then she and then Abaddon did the Undertaker cane pop back up, which I loved. It and, was uh, cool. Yeah, I really like this again. Like the feedback that I'm seeing about it, you know, uh, in Bleacher Report and what culture and stuff was not good for this, but I really, I really enjoyed it. It's like, well, you guys are constantly complaining about, and we have as well, about the women not getting enough of a go. Sheeta mm. not getting anything to work with. Well, this is curing... But, I mean, it didn't yep. go for overly long, but it is a storyline that Sheeta is involved in that is interesting that I think everybody wants to see. So I'm not really sure where the, where the criticism is in this spot. I mean, like, everyone performed their roles really well. Uh, Abaddon is scary as fuck. Sheeta showed that she's scared of Abaddon, which she should be. <laughs> and yes. I don't... I don't know where that negativity is coming from. Uh, no, this. I think it's. I think it was great. I think like it, it. This was like yeah, they could they could have had a longer match, but the whole point of Abaddon is that she's a fucking monster. Yeah, like you, it's you're like you know the Undertaker when for for about six or seven years didn't have long matches. No, maybe but, longer than that. Yeah, he doesn't need. He's the fucking Undertaker. He doesn't need to. <laughs> Yeah, and that's and that's the point with Abaddon as yeah. well. Like she's she's a supernatural monster. Just fucking chill. It's sick. Yeah. God damn it. He just people are never happy, Matthew. Um, while we're talking about that, and I don't have this on our notes, uh, Shaquille O'Neal was on this episode in a sit down interview with Brandy Rhodes <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and Tony Schiavone. This was this was weird. Yeah. This was real weird. I anyway. I I don't like Tony Schiavone. First of all, like. Why are you dressed in the manner you're dressed in? Wear a suit when you do this shit, please. Like, no, he's got come a puffer on. jacket, man. He's got he a puffer jacket. He was wearing a polar fleece jacket at this point, <laughs> and runners and like pants. Like Tony, don't, 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 do not. <laughs> um, it was bad. I did not like it. Um, and then like. I was. You didn't uh, look. You didn't, I, like, you didn't like Shaq's. You didn't like Shaq's <laughs> promo. You didn't like him talking really low in a monotone voice. I'm a I'm a big basketball fan, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal is one of the most charismatic and you know interesting personalities ever to play professional sports, in my opinion. And I don't know how they managed to make him as dull and uninteresting. What was going as on possible. here? I mean, he literally had. There's the what's the he has a, a basketball chat show that's really popular, right? The, yeah, Inside NBA or NBA or whatever the fuck it's called. He's got um. It was he on Somers during this, like I don't know. It was, it was really weird, like. And then the the confrontation between him and Brandy is like an afterthought. Like they, you know, mm. it's like oh well, 
we're good. You know, there's no beef between me and the Rhodes family. I, you know, I love you all, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Brandy's like, I, like, yeah. Brandy's also coming across like a dickhead in in these yeah, promos. Br- like, she's That's not problem, coming. Right? A- yeah, she's not coming across as the face, you know, like. Like, I yeah, just, Shaq's like, oh, you should watch this new chick who's never wrestled before to get some pointers, which is not, you know, which is, yeah, a, a, a heel yeah. thing to say. But then Brandy, like, has a temper tantrum and chucks water in Shaq's face. It's like, I've had enough of this shit. Like, it's just, I, I don't I don't need Brandy Rhodes on television ever. I'm never like, wow, she yeah. really added to that. Yeah, I think we're probably... It's been over a year now, and we've tried everything we possibly can. Literally Brandy. everything. Well, yeah, she, I mean, she had her own faction for a bit. That was terrible. Then, like, she was she was in a tag team for a bit. That didn't go anywhere. No one was interested in that. Then it was like, oh, she's the matron of the Nightmare Collective. No one gives a fuck about that either. And now we've got this angle where it's just like, it is... If you were a WWE guy or an Impact person or, or um, an NWA chick, I'm trying to get everyone involved here, um, and you were just coming across and watching AEW for the first time and you knew the backstory of Brandy Rhodes, which is like, well, she was a commentator or she was a, you know, well, a commentator who's married to Cody but has never really wrestled or anything. And then you saw this, you'd be like, well, this is obviously nepotism. Yeah. It's just... I just don't know why they're doing it. Like I don't like you've got Britt Baker and Big Swole. Like give them this time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like book, she's not over. She's not interested. Thunder Rosa. Like Yeah. Sheeta, Abaddon. I mean you've got you're starting to get like the basis of a really good female division and Brandy is taking time away from away from those girls. And it's harming them. Yeah. Like, you know. Anyway. Um, hopefully we, I mean, we're going to see more of that because they've got Shaquille O'Neal involved, so they're not going to, they're not going to waste Shaquille O'Neal, but anyway, uh, Kenny Omega, uh, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega and, uh, Don Callis are back. They fly in a helicopter. Kenny Omega's got a shit-eating grin. Don Callis, uh, we get to see Don Callis run again, which is, uh, just, I love that so much. I don't understand it's, how you can be a professional wrestler for that long and not know how to run properly. <laughs> um, but what did you what did you think of this promo? I'm quite interested to know because I, I it's not that I wasn't it's not that I was I wasn't dis I wasn't disappointed, but I was interested in the fact that not much was given over. I I think this was a classic sort of you know second, you know, end of the first act kind of promo. Uh, you know, they've already sort of, you know, told the, the... They've begun to tell the story. They just need to sort of hit you over the head with it about 62 times. And then, um, you know, we'll... I think things are legitimately in the real world continuing to develop. And I think it means that they're in a position where they can't come out and, like, lay out absolutely everything they're going to do. Right. Like, there's sort of an implication of what might be going on. But I think there's more surprises to come. And I think, like, that, that some of these surprises might not actually be landed. Like, I think the return of Kenny Omega, bang, yeah, is, like, 
a real shot at like, hey, the Bullet Club is coming to AEW. And the fact that he's taking shots at, you know, Cody and the young Bucks subtly by being like, you know, I didn't beg for, I didn't beg for, you know, my friends to come into AEW when we first, I didn't come to Tony Khan on hand and knees and get my friends and family uh, hired. Like, you know, we worked this out. We're, you know, we're independent. We are not the EV, you know, I'm not the EVP anymore. I'm the ace. And like, it's just, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really good sort of... It, it was a bit of a rehash of the impact, but also you've got probably 800,000 people extra watching. So you can't yeah. just, you know... And um, I just think it's a, it's a fascinating story. It's like he is so engaging as a fuckwit. <laughs> like he's just... He's such a fuckwit yeah. and it's awesome. Like it is, it is one of the best... Like wrestling heels i've ever seen yeah no i'm loving it and i I kind of was glad that you know there's always two reactions i think for myself with with things of like and the next match is probably a perfect example of it there's the you know reviewer podcast host with that's like oh that's interesting i can see what they're doing there i enjoy that that's really well done and then there's the like mark who's like just tell me what's going on. I need to know. <laughs> and I've always got this mix of emotions of like my head going, oh, well, that's really sensible. And then my heart, my selfish fanboy neckbeard Mark Hart going, I need to know the storyline now. Otherwise, I'm going to say nasty things on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of like... Only because, like, on I'd watched Impact as well, and they were like, oh, you know, wait until we're at Dynamite. We tell you everything that's happening at Dynamite. And I fell for it. Mm. Like, I fell, I fell for it. I think what you're saying is 100% correct. But ultimately, right, like, and I think we've kind of always said this on, on the old podcast or this podcast or even just to, to each other. Like, if you're reacting to wrestling, then it's good. I mean, unless the reaction is yes. like, this is fucking shit, I'm turning it off. <laughs> but if you're having if you're having a reaction that's like, oh man, I god damn it, I wanna know what's going on. Like that's good. Like they're doing good storytelling. Um and Kenny Omega is just infinitely watchable. And Don Callis is like he's like a breakout star. I, like I love him. I can't he's I good. can't get enough of him. <laughs> I really He's damn good. I really love him. Anyway, we've talked like, enough about those guys in this episode, I reckon. <laughs> um, next up, we had the what could be um, the face and, and heels of this company for the next 10 years. Hmm. Uh, MJF versus Orange Cassidy. Um, you know, I was, I was watching this and I was like, this is like... Uh, you know, I think like if you're watching this, this is what uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz looked like in Vince's head. Yeah, that's a unbelievably good call. <laughs> you know, like this like amazingly charismatic, hateable heel. Mm. Um, you know, and not to disparage Daniel Bryan, I loved it. Anyone who knows me knows how much I love Daniel Bryan. But it just this was it's the perfect like underdog face versus the shit eating horrible heel who will do anything to win but is also still kind of cool and that just never came across with a character like this um no i really was enjoying i really enjoyed this especially then there's so many like 
things going on. Like you had the inner circle on one side and then the best friends and then the best friends went off and got a pretty shit house collection of faces, if I'm being honest, to come and protect Orange Cat's team. But, um, <laughs> but still, I liked the, you know, JR kind of covering it. By saying it's an impromptu lumberjack match, I was like, "That's that's some good work." When Jr. Jr. When you're good, you're good. It's rare, but when you are, you're great. Um, I just, I mean, obviously, anyone who knows me knows how much I love Orange Cassidy, and whenever he loses, I have a bit of a temper tantrum. So I fucking hated this, and fuck AEW. Matt, what did you think? <laughs> uh, I, I I liked this. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like, I, I was happy with... Like, I think it would have been really, really funny seeing Orange Cassidy, like, what I he know, does with the ring. That's what I wanted so badly. Like, what is Orange Cassidy <laughs> going to do with a $50,000 diamond and ruby encrusted ring? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it also, like, it, it makes... A, like, where MJF's character is, like, it makes... If they're not going into a long, long feud, mm. it makes a lot of sense for him to have that ring. Yeah, it does. Um, I just, I think, if I'm being genuine, uh, the Miro thing. Oh God! It just, if Miro, you know what it, it it is for me. If Miro had come out and done that, and Kip Sabian wasn't there, I actually would have mm. been into it because he like, for the first time I think since he's been in AOW, and they've tried it a few times, but he looked like Rusev. You know, like he looked like. You know, that, that heel Rusev that's like, oh, Jesus Christ, this guy could take down anybody who gets in his way. Like, he's throwing people off stages. Yeah. He's knocking people into oblivion. But then you got Kip Sabian. Like, it's just this reminder of like, oh, yeah, there's a fucking video game storyline going on. Like, it, it just needs to be... You know, not. I don't... Uh, Kip Sabian, I actually don't mind. Like, it's just the two of them yeah. together for some reason irritates me and for this match that i was really enjoying and for a match that i was looking forward to to be ended in a way where it's like oh miro remember miro and i was like yeah i do and i really want to like him guys and you're kind of doing a good job of making that happen right now but then kip sabian just standing there with his hands in his pockets it's like i don't i I don't know it left a bad taste in my mouth a little bit yeah i i don't want to see miro again in the current form he is in like just a dude wearing a uh gucci sweater or whatever it is like it's just it's not interesting or cool or like i don't un- like his character right now is really really rich cool guy with a bad temper and yeah. that's a really like sort of gross and character like it's it's very very hard to enjoy <laughs> watching you know entitled guy who when he doesn't get what he wants hurts people um you know and it's not done with nuance like either it's not a like that's i don't think the intentional character i think that's just what the character is right now yeah i don't think they've thought miro's character out i think they were just so happy to get miro and that he is such a charismatic guy and you watch him on twitch and if you watch him wwf he is man like he's great he has all the talent in the world and this isn't me hating on Miro as a guy I just Mm. this AEW incarnation of him doesn't feel thought out it's just like he's so good let him do whatever 
and it, it'll work itself out. Well, it's been like, what, a month and a half now? And it's not. It's really yep. not. It's one of the few kind of disappointing elements of Dynamite in a, in a time over the last two weeks where Dynamite is so close to getting a million viewers a week. It's not funny. Mm. And Miro doesn't seem to be helping that. I mean, he might be. People might be tuning in to see him, but he's not electrifying anyone, I don't think. Um and the other the other sort of complaint that I would have with this is that I, it feels like because Kip Sabian is there, then the best friends also have to constantly be involved. And as much yes. like I love best friends as well, but this this storyline should be Orange Cassidy versus Miro. Yes, agreed. You know, and and there's just too much other shit going on. There's too much Kip Sabian and Penelope. There's too much best friends like. And maybe they'll get to it next week and we'll look like fucking idiots for whinging about this for five minutes. But <laughs> it just, if they're going to, they they just they just need to pull the trigger on this storyline and get it to a match point, like a the point where there's a blow-off match between Rusev and Orange Cassidy and then yeah. let both of them move on into something else. Yeah, no, agreed. I think it's pretty hard to... to have any other opinion of this at the moment and also um, Orange Cassidy lost so in a really <laughs> bad mood uh so just quickly to go to go back to the ratings yes um a, you mentioned them there AEW got uh 995,000 viewers oh my god it's so um, close to a million <laughs> it's so close, so close. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go into the demo shit but they did no. pretty well in that okay um and then uh Impact Wrestling got 221,000 viewers, which was uh, up 60% from the previous week. Wow. So that's a pretty big uh, deal. That's and their number, huge. and as numbers on Twitch, they had over 50,000 concurrent viewers uh, compared to their usual 2,500. Holy shit. Uh, so they're, they're pretty, um, they're feeling pretty good. And the, the YouTube, their YouTube broadcast, uh, Drew two hundred and twenty thousand as well. Wow! So that's uh, so that they did really well off this, you know. No, that's they great. Got, they got essentially half a million viewers. That's awesome. That's yeah. good. And like that's what I mean. I think that's what we were talking about a lot last week. Where if if these crossovers can help all of these promotions out, then um great i mean it makes sense I, from a business standpoint it makes so much sense for all of them to be doing stuff together um it's the only way that you're going to i mean people could point at aw's ratings and say well dynamite isn't that far off raw and raw's their flagship show so they're almost at the point where they're competing with wwe's flagship show although really smackdown has become the flagship yeah. show they're getting close to two million viewers and stuff on fox but um, the only way you're going to be able to compete with Vince is if you team up together, you know. But I also, the, I also he, think it's... it would be his worst nightmare if mm. every other wrestling, you know, promotion started working together rather than Re- against each other. Revenge of the territories, you know. It is hundred percent. That's the title Return of, of the, the episode. Uh, oh, fantastic! The um, and I, I think it's just worth like saying that when there's you know this many wrestling programs. And it's bad or average. It is very, very difficult to to find the motivation to watch any of them. Hmm. And when they're good or interesting, 
it's so easy to find time to put time aside yeah. to watch Impact, to put time aside to watch NWA, to put time aside to watch uh, AEW. Like, it's just, it's so good for wrestling. Yeah. Well, I mean, Shockwave was uh, vastly improved this week on, on week one. So, um, yeah, you can hear what I think about that on the NWA show uh aftershock but yeah it was really it was genuinely but i was so happy that it was better because after week one i was like oh no 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 (laughs) why how how are you fucking this up anyway um yeah man uh wrestling's in a good spot and uh if they can um have you seen what ring of honor's doing just quickly they're doing this kind of weird mma they've got like an mma division where they're doing ring of honor under ring of honor underground yeah kind of but it's good it's like okay. the the rules are like uh it's sort of hard to describe we'd probably have to go into a, a lot of detail but it's like three pin like you get three rope breaks okay and if you do more than three rope breaks then you lose the match i think something like that anyway i was just i was i caught a little bit hmm. of it during the week and i was like oh that's interesting they're doing they're trying new stuff as well and they like byline is like it's a ring of honor is a cross between mixed martial art and pro wrestling. Cool. Which I was I mean, like, that's oh, cool. Okay, all right. I'm not a huge fan of MMA, and I and I don't really like the crossover stuff, but I'll give yeah. it a go. I like ring of, ring of honor. So stay tuned for our ring of honor show coming to you <laughs> next week. <laughs> well, I just can't believe we've been joking about doing a TNA show, and we opened the AEW show with ten minutes of TNA. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and we'll probably continue to do it as long as Kenny Omega and the Bullet Club's yeah. hideout is on impact, which it looks like that <laughs> might be from what it is. That's great. Um, anyway, we should probably go because we've both got things to do. And I'm sure, dear listener, you do as well, brother friend. Uh, if you like the channel um, or this show, you can help us by rating reviewing on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you can review telling your friends following us on social media uh we're at WrestleWolf on facebook uh we're at WrestleWolf pod on uh twitter and instagram our email is ref wrestle podcast at gmail.com and our website is wrestlewolf.com surprise surprise um yeah more people listening all the time it doesn't stop it's not stopping matt it's weird <laughs> i thought at some point it would stop but it's not we're like a shark at a funeral. Yeah, very, very slow moving, but moving in the right direction. <laughs> so, I, I, stole that, I just stole that line from Don Watson. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, Don Walker. Different different Don. Don Callis. Look, some, up, look up all three, the Dons. Some uh, podcasts. My new book. Yeah, the three <laughs> Dons. I remember what we always say, some podcasts make episodes. But WrestleWolf makes history, brother friends. Until next week, Pepe is dead. Bang.